For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Greetings, 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 everyone. And we are so happy and excited to have our very second episode of Well Spoken right here up under the POT umbrella. I am so excited with my lovely co-host. We have Elian. How are you, Queen? Peace and blessings. I'm well. Much love. And we also have Dr. G, the Gleaning Lady. <laughs> what's up, what's up, Radio Land? <laughs> so we're so excited to get this show started. Um, our features are uh, Dominique Divinity. How are you, Queen? P-O-E-T, Poet. Poet. <laughs> so she is our feature, and we have our um, late, uh, late, on the spot arrival, Geronimo. <laughs> Sorry, son. It's good to be on here. Thank y'all for having me, you know. Thank you. Man, bro, thank you for coming in. You're a lifesaver. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. So what we're going to do to kick this show off is um, everybody going to do either a spiritual or a positive piece. So we'll start with our queen. So are you doing a piece, Elian, or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, let me say <laughs> this. Oh, man, it's been a crazy day. Um, This show <laughs> is dedicated to my mom. Today is her birthday. She'll be gone two years in October. So I'm dedicating this entire show to Sandra Wisdom Felton. Wisdom was her poet name, and she gave me a lot of nuggets. She taught me how to do my memorization. I had a real big problem when I first started about four years ago, and she taught me, and I listened. I was obedient, and I got like 17 pieces. Thank you, Mom. So today is her birthday. I'm so excited. So we're dedicating this entire show to Sandra Wisdom Felter. Happy birthday. (laughs) So... Um, we can go in this order. So you say you are going to do a piece, piece correct? Correct. So, okay, so we'll do it like this. Um, we'll let our feature go first, and then um, Elliot, then Dante, and then Jay, and then I'll end it. You guys ready? Wait, wait, wait. Where am I? Everybody got the order? No. Divinity, where no? am I? Who am I okay, so um, <laughs> Divinity will start it off, number one, Elian number two, Dante number three, Jay number four, and I'm last. Got gotcha. you. We got it? Got it. Let's get it. I am not broken. I am merely bended, shaken, stirred, stretched, and tampered with. Vases break. Glass breaks. But if I was made by him and my image implements his very existence, how could you make the mistake of saying that I break or that I'm broken? 
If I am among the chosen, then I am like Job, tested, tried, and even cried a few times, asking the Lord why, but given the sacrifice that was made for my life, I decide to fight. I have the God-given right of choice, and since I am not broken, I choose not to compromise my God-given rights. And like the sun, I shall rise above all odds and all odds, even when I feel like dying. And when my soul's cup runneth over with the tears that I've been crying, God said he will count each and every tear. And he said he didn't create me with the spirit of fear. And he said I do not walk alone, for he is always with me. He told me that we will meet again. And with that knowledge, I choose to act accordingly. I choose to be educated instead of ignorant and disorderly. I choose to sow my gifts into the soils of every pasture that I meet, because I will not bow down to the feet. And if I plant good seed, then that too shall I reap. And if you think that I'm going too fast, maybe you need to take a seat. See, I've been pressed down, shaken together, and now I'm running over. I guess that's what happens when you hand it over. I guess that's what happens when you let go and let God with no disclosures or leftovers. And what if, then, let me hold on to this, and I'll let you have that. When you stop crying over spilt milk and let God clean up what you messed up, you remember the day that you heard the young lady say, I am not broken. When he yells at you and you feel less than your best, when you remember he wasn't there or she wasn't there and that nobody cares that everybody wants something from me and nobody wants to give to me, when you feel more hopeless than hopeful, when you see the right now when you feel like there's no way out, when you're trying to understand the laws of the land and everything begins to look bleak and we as a people begin to look weak, even when you see division in communities that look like they have a life sentence, realize that even though we have been bended, shaken, third, stretched, and tampered with. You are not broken. We are not broken. That's a piece. Pretty women wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size, but when I start to tell them they think I'm telling lies, I say it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman. That's me. I walk into a room just as cool as you please, and to a man, the fellows stand or fall down on their knees. Then they swarm around me, a hive of honeybees. I say, it's the fire in my eyes and the flash of my teeth, the swing in my waist and the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say it's in the arch of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breast, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud when you see me passing. It ought to make you proud. I say it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand, the need for my care because I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's me, Maya Angelou, phenomenal woman, dedicated to Sandra Felton in peace. You are appreciated. When I was young, me and my mama had beef. 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. 
So back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a mother alive, ain't a woman alive that can take my mama's place. Suspended from school and scared to go home, I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. I shared tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was poorer than the other little kids. And even though we had different daddies, the same drama. When things went wrong, we blamed mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused. It was hell, hugging on my mama from a jail cell. And who think in elementary, hey, I see the penitentiary one day and running from the police. That's right. Mama catch me, put a whoop into my backside. And even as a crack fiend, mama, you was always a black queen, mama. I finally understand. For a woman, it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed. A poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it. There's no way I can pay you back. But my plan is to show you that I understand. You are appreciated. And that's Dear Mama, Tupac. Dedicated to Miss Sandra Felton in peace. What are you offering to the church? Yeah, I said it. What are you offering to the church? A lot of you walk around with this holier than thou because you're offering to the offerings a little bit more. But I'm asking you, what are you really offering when you walk through that door? See, I pay my tithes different from most Christians. I use verbal expressions to teach God's lessons. It's ever-present that some of y'all treat the present like peasants because they can't afford to give more from their severance. Like that's the only road to the heavens. So in essence, what are you offering to the church? They saying my offer rings, I got to offer rings to the offer rings, but I offer dreams that I offer schemes of all the teams, of all the teams that serve the fiends on the block and they spurred to be. So that's cookie before they ever look weak. That's who I offer to. And in case some of y'all think that's illogical, God said it only takes the face of a mustard seed. So imagine the passion of a full-blown daffodil. This past is real. Some of y'all pass the steel. Go to church and pass the past the bills. But witness these kids. Is past the steel so they can blast and steal. Don't you realize to these babies the block out master peel? What I'm offering to that boy with the gun won't build new church doors, but have them knocking down the old ones. Nah, these words ain't made for the church fun, but that had a hood so excited about the word they'll leave like church fun. Now, don't get me wrong. I ain't saying don't take care of home. Galatians 6, 6, one who has taught the world must share everything with the one who teaches. And that goes for small gatherings to legions. All I'm saying is how could you elevate the elevated, meditate the meditated, congregate to a congregation. These are the new revelations. Just because you bring the church prophet doesn't mean you are the church prophet. See, it's simple logic, conjugal epistolic, whatever you choose. Lately, y'all, I've used this bit of blues the people in between them pews, and frankly, I'm not amused. When I repented for my sins, I asked God to deliver me. He didn't step down and say, my son, cash on delivery. It's killing me. All this preaching to the congregation where you can go to any gas station to find a dude waiting with that tool blade. This is true, Satan. I ain't hating. I'm just saying, what are you offering to the church? And I don't mean what's in your purse. I mean, what's in your personality? and actuality, it's all about what's in your mentality. A person that brings more change to the church could be way more powerful than a person that brings more change to the church. See, when you God's property, now you don't come with a land deed, but the blessings and miracles come faster than land speed. So, yeah, I pay my tax different from most Christians. I use verbal expressions to know my worth. But I ask you, what are you offering to the church? And peace, you know what I mean? Mom, where 
where are you, mom? Where, where are you, mom? Where, where are you, mom? What are me and my sisters gonna do? So positive, so strong, so dignified, and so true. Such a lady, such a queen, and her spirit was beautiful. Her cooking was superb. And I thank you for this gift of spoken word. Listening to hours of my problems and always figuring out a way to solve them. Whenever I needed you, you were there in my weakest moments, in my despair. Through my trials and tribulations, you were always there to help me make it. Mom, where, where are you? Mom, where, where are you? Mom, where, where are you? Mom, what are me and my sisters gonna do? You held your position. You played your part. Maternal instincts, you aced them from the very start. Through my downfalls, through my many flops, through my incarceration, your love never stopped. Even though I had you for 42 years, in my selfishness, well, all to wipe away my tears. Mom, I know you're smiling because you train I and my sisters well. One thing I will always remember, you taught us that we still succeed even when we fail. MPs dedicated to Sandra Wisdom Felton. All right, all right, all right. Everybody feel better now? Yeah, I just want to say, oh, we really should have had an all cue on that. That was beautiful. Yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> I know she's in heaven smiling right now. Yes, yes, and I feel her presence all the time. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm so excited. Um, we're going to start this off with this awesome queen, Divinity. She is a member of POET. <laughs> so I just met this queen recently. Uh, we actually, I actually met her a few years back, but we didn't meet. I just was like at an open mic and heard her spit. And I'm like, man, I got to check her out and just, Came back around two years later, and this queen is amazing. So I thought we would highlight her tonight. So how we're going to do this, let's do this. Let's do this. I'm going to do it just like this. I'm going to let you guys do, we all do like three questions. So one question a piece, that'll be three. And then we're going to let her spit a piece. So we'll do um, Elian, you give her a question. Doctor, you give her a question. I give her a question. And then we're going to let her spit a piece. So go ahead, Queen. We're going to question her before we hear the product, though? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, let's go. we got to hear the product first. Like, let's go, gonna ma'am. Question without the product. Let's go, um, ma'am. I'm going to have to pass. I don't really have a question right now. <laughs> 
think that's so creative. You're so creative. I'm actually very creative, but I would like to hear her spit before I start questioning her. All right, go ahead, spit. We'll do it your way. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. I spit bars like Chicago judges give out sentences. My sentence is gifted with words and verbs twisted. I've been through hell's kitchen, served, shaken, and sifted. I'm a born rebel, don't care about your defenses. I go hard, I'm remiss. Wait until it's my turn like prisoners count days, letting nothing and no one get in my way. Don't plan on making this a mini vacay. See my life on cruise, but don't get it confused. I float like a butterfly, but I sting like a bee. I come harder than virgins in their dreams. My visions keep me woke so my eyelids don't close. I heard you was looking for something different. I came to give you an overdose. See, I started from the bottom, now I'm here. This is my time, this is my year. Like Anita, I'm giving you the best that I got. Coming hard whether you're ready or not. Only God, I fear anybody else I fear not. And I came too far to stop this grind. I do this for me and mine. I came too far, can't stop this shine. I'm so hungry, I'm looking at your plate like you want your cornbread. Thoroughbred, poet-led, mixed breed, born in the south, but the suburbs is where they raised me. These streets is dead, but my vision is alive. And by any means, I'm going to kill the American dream and start a revolution. I can make my own damn pie. I got a fight in me that won't stop until my vision is complete. I might look weak, but I got a beast inside me. And that's the peace. Mm. Nice. That's it. <laughs> nice. 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 Mm. Okay. We handing out bars like, okay, I get judges. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elliot, go ahead, Queen. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so my question <laughs> to you would be at what age did you first start pinning? Um, I started writing when I was 14, by like uh, eighth grade freshman year. And that was because I heard this poem about bubblegum, but it didn't sound like it was about bubblegum. And I liked the metaphors. I was like, ooh, I can write it like that. So I started writing in, and I've just been writing ever since. Dope. Um, Tyga, can you figure out who, who background got My that little question. feedback? Uh, I don't know. I was trying to get that that um, background kind of muted, whoever that is. Go ahead, doctor. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. My question would be your name. Your name stuck out to me. Now, I can assume what it means, but I would rather you tell me what does your <laughs> name mean. Um, so I had to change my name. So it was Neek the Poet a long time ago. Well, not a long time ago, three years ago. And so I had to reinvent myself. And so I came back as divinity. And uh, what happened was is my brother-in-law, uh, my boyfriend's uh, brother, was calling me Neek God. And I was like, dang, okay, so what, 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 what's like that? I was like, okay, research God. What starts with a D? Divinity means God. So I got a new understanding of myself and everything. Um, and I came back, and it was like the resurrection. So I, divinity means God. God is. That's who I am. So, so see that background was nice. I knew the definition, but the whole <laughs> reinvented, resurrected, dope, dope, dopeness. I'm a guy. Appreciate that word. Wow, I'm blue by that. Wow, that was hot. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. So, do you have um, any books or CDs? Um, I have a book. 
Do I have any book oh, with me? Um, actually, no. <laughs> Which is crazy. Um, but I was, I've been work. I have an EP out called Soul Therapy One Hundred One, and I am currently working on my CD. So um, I just been taking breaks here and there. But you no, know, if you're a real poet, it don't go nowhere. It stays with you. It's like a it's like a boomerang. Like mm. even if you try to drop it for a second, you you it just come back to you. Like you never left, and so that's what that's what's been happening is um, that. So um, I am working on a CD. I have an EP out called Soul Therapy 101. Um, I have some tracks on SoundCloud. Um, mm. that's, mm, okay. that's, and where can the people find you at, like on Facebook or any social media? Um, go to Divinity the Poetess. If you want to see how goofy I am and how conscious I am, go to my real Facebook page, which is Dominique Divinity Wiley. Um, SoundCloud is Divinity the Poetess, and Instagram is Divinity the Poetess. All right, all right. Well, before we open up the lines, you know, I want to ask you one more question. What is your favorite genre? My favorite who? Genre of poetry. Oh. Man, I, you know what? Um, I love love. I'm, I'm like a hopeless romantic. But when it's something about when a conscious poet comes up, not that real, real like conscious, conscious one, but the one that like hits you and you be like, what? You just learned some whole new stuff that you didn't know. I like those conscious poetry. So yeah, I would say conscious and love. <laughs> I'm okay. Not- like one thing. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I I understand. I equally love them. They're equal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So can we have another piece, please? Uh, sure. It's called I Don't Like You, But I Understand You. Mm. I don't like you, but I understand you. I don't like the fact that you do it for the gram, showing off like it's a fad or a trend, like your ass is for sale and you don't give a damn about who's watching because those ain't your kids. I don't like that you fight in the street for a man that treats you like a piece of meat, that only lay with you when his girl is asleep, for a man that ain't raising his seeds, for a man that wouldn't even throw you a bone if you were starving and on your last, fighting for this nigga because he the best you ever had. I understand that you didn't have a dad, so you seek any man's attention no matter what your energy attracts. See, you don't know that you lack the mindset to be with a man that would be perfect for you. So you screw in hopes of one day getting the prince like this is Cinderella, but this isn't. And your very existence has me tripping, not because you're alive, but because you died a long time ago. So many soul ties with the wrong guys that your soul forgot who she is, giving up your body like it's property, asking for cash on the man like that's all you're worth. I don't like you because you make them think that all of us are the same. I wish your mind would change from being loose change to more. You are priceless, and I've been waiting for you at the door to explore the depths of of your soul so that you know that you are made of nothing but the best. Nobody should have you until they have first earned you, and not with money. I'm talking about the act of actively getting to know you, exploring you like NASA to the galaxy. But first, you have to explore, you have to be explored by yourself, knowing how beautiful you are within. See, I don't like you because you don't want anything else. You like the life you live and place yourself 
work yourself first on a shelf thinking you could just grab that later. I understand you because I was you. And all that shit I said about you was my truth. And then I found her. And when I say her, I mean me. But I no longer live for my now. I live for my history. The way my sons and daughters will remember me. The way my legacy gets treated or learns how to treat. See, that all starts with me. And if I act like nobody's watching, then I'm creating nobody. And when I act like somebody's watching, I create somebody. That get treated like somebody. I don't like you because once you realize your full potential, you won't like the right now. You won't like you right now either, but you will understand you. And that's the piece. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, um, our CEO and president says she is in the second poet anthology, so she does have a book. You can find her in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and <a> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You can I can ask you if I jumped out there with a yes, y'all. Uh, oh, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Oh, I, I, um, I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. No, I wanted to ask you to give a, a slight, the poem itself was very profound. Uh, you said when I act like no one's looking, you create you create somebody. What was, the, what was that part again? When you act like nobody's watching, you create nobody. And when you act like somebody's watching, you create somebody. Can you give us a, a slight, a, like a slight dissertation of your piece and what it means for for those of us that are not, you know, not fully aware? <laughs> very, a very reflective, a very reflective, spiritually reflective piece. Can you get explain to us like what the inspiration of that is and what it means? Um. So, when I was in high school, or you know, just growing up, um, I didn't have my dad. Like I did have my dad at first probably like from fourth to eighth grade and then in high school he left which was a time which I really, really needed him. And so I had to learn who I was by myself and how a man is supposed to treat me. Mm. And I went through a lot of, you know, like just stuff, just being promiscuous, doing all type of stuff. But I had a like a, a calling on my life. But I always used mm. to the backside. And so, um I said after high school, if I could if I could reach one person and tell them that they're worth it. I plan to reach millions, but if I can reach one person and tell them that they're worth it and they don't have to go through the things that I went through, um, that would make everything worth it. Um, but I know it's a lot of girls out there with no dads, and they feel like that's an excuse. It's not an excuse. It's not. But I don't think they know better, so they don't do better. So, uh, yeah, it's a piece that says, like, you will understand why I don't like you you know, later on once you figure out your worth. And you won't like girls like that either, but you'll understand them. That's beautiful. What would, if you if we had some listeners in, uh, that, some listeners on the line right now that possibly have gone through the same thing you, you went through and what inspired the piece, what would you say to encourage them in the midst of where they're at? Um, I would say that a lot of people say that um, a lot of bad things, they they like bad things happen to you, so you say like that. Um, I might I might have deserved that, or you know stuff like that. Like you just don't know what you deserve right now, and so um, I say that you are worth every good thing that happens to you, because most of the women that do things to be liked, 
they really don't like themselves, but you, there's a there's a purpose in everything. Yes. God created everything with a purpose, and so you have a purpose as well, or else you wouldn't be here. Your your, your mission in life is to find that purpose, purpose, and to fulfill that purpose. So you're worth something. Beautiful, and you heard it here from Divinity. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> I just met you, and I like you. Uh, two points from your <laughs> two points from your piece, and I'm gonna go back to what you just finished saying. But um, I appreciate the love in which you delivered it. Um, you know, I um, you know, you got to be careful with the wounded. Um, you know, not to mm-hmm. wound them further and attempt to heal them. Like here, take this medicine, shove it, choke. Wow, okay, that was nice. <laughs> Right. So, so I appreciated that. Um, you know, that's why, you know, I like the we statements. We're shooting to kill each other. You ain't shooting to kill nobody, but still, you know, it, 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 it's more receptive. So I really appreciated that. And then the testimony part, you know, uh, I think sometimes we get away from the Kool-Aid is simple. It's your testimony. So, man, I appreciate you for sharing that. And, yes, girl, we all got a purpose. <laughs> we do. I like I am purpose crazy. It's like, hey, you just find your purpose, you're going to be all right. Like, nah, stop looking for everything else. Like, you find your purpose. Like, you know, you're looking to be accepted. God has accepted you. Find that gift, find that purpose, and you won't have those problems. So, yes, I, I love her. Um, love you. <laughs> so I did want to touch on the end, piggyback off of Danta, um, because that kind of stuck out with me about the purpose. Um, I was incarcerated three days short of a year. And the minister inside this um, system said, you won't be released till you figure out what your purpose in life is, mentally. Mm. Once you figure out your purpose, mentally you'll be released. And he was talking to 700 men. So at what stage of your life, Queen, did you figure out your purpose? Um, all right. So I figured it out. Um, I really – let's see. Okay. So when I was – about 23, um, I had this this poem that I did called Hello, My Name is Worth It, right? And once I did that poem, I, I was watching Tyra Bates one day, and she was like, she wrote on uh, some, some sticky notes, I'm worth it every day. And I was in a verbally abusive relationship, and I had to write that every day. And once I started writing it, I believed it. And um, I'm currently working on a book, but God told me that I wasn't going to be able to write that book until I figured out I was worth it. And crazy enough, this year, um, it like all the chapters started coming to me. And I was like, it took 11 years? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Geez. But uh, that was, I figured out that I was worth it, like all the way worth it. No fear, no nothing of nobody or nothing. And it's so freeing this year, just the, a job, anything. Like, I realized how talented I was. I realized how beautiful I was. I realized everything about myself this year, and I stopped being scared of living in my truth unapologetically, being me, for real, for real, not who everybody wanted me because I'm low-key a people pleaser, but I, I'm, I'm such a beautiful soul, and I want everybody to be able to see that, and I want to touch lives. And the longer I keep hiding, um, the longer people aren't going to be able to hear me. So I had to step out there. It's scary, but <laughs> I had to step out there and, and, and live it and be it. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I'm getting texts and all type of stuff. They love you. They like you, honey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting all kind of texts and inboxes. Yes, yes, yes. So before we go to go to the lines, Queen, can you give us one more piece? Um, one second. Got it. Oh, Jesus. All right. And I had them all together. <laughs> um, I'm sad. I'm just meeting you. I can't wait to, wait to meet you in person. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing in person. She was actually at the uh, Well Spoken Live venue, our last our last event at the new location. That was the first time I got the chance to meet her. And she was, she's dope in person. She's amazing well, from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hey. yes. Yes, she is. <laughs> I got a love piece this time, and hopefully. Um, all right, so in love with his cocoa complexity, he reminds me of sweet, sweet dreams. When I lay next to him, I am engulfed in his waves. He feels so amazing. With skin as soft as silk and satin, flying high like jasmine and Aladdin, I couldn't have imagined this love, but now it's here. Mm-hmm. I say to the universe, with every verse and every line, I swear to take my time to outline his outer line so that my crayon doesn't cross the lines with this man. He is something like the second coming. And living through all types of hell, fell after fell, and then came this fairy tale. And I can't tell you in words how I knew, but when you know, you know. His light so bright makes me glow. His black radiates onto me, brown skin, something about his brown skin that makes me melt. Now, that is something else. See, he is sun-kissed, talented, and gifted. His love is religious. He makes me sing praises, makes me lift my hands. He's contagious. I mean, his love makes me go through a phase of withdrawal when he's not around. See, you don't understand. He is Malcolm and Martin mixed with his own swag of intelligence. He is all the above when it comes to his gifts. It's like I died and was reborn in him. Given his rib, he is my atom because his atoms split to form matter. Matters. His black life matters to me, so I feed his soul the highest pedigree of soul food. I love him with the love that lovers rock to in the middle of the night. Is it a crime to love this damn hard? Because his love is king singing me sweet melodies of Sade as, a, as this soundtrack plays in my heart of our love story. And that's that piece. Mm. His Woo! love is religious. <laughs> Man, you, know what? you know what? You can't be my sister no more because I was going to say his love is religious. His love is religious. His love is religious. His love is religious, bro. I'm over here like I'm over here like I want his I want love. Right. I, want his, oh, I, want love. I was raising my hand in the air like Jesus bless us. <laughs> Girl, I'm over here looking at the sky right now like Jesus. Oh, he got a brother, bro. <laughs> He gotta have a cousin, a brother and a cousin, one for me and one for wisdom, and he gotta yeah, have like a, a, a half sister for word. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> that right there. We all receive it. The sister gotta, gotta be half sister because we all can't be too related. We can't keep it too in the family. <laughs> <laughs> brother, cousin, half sister, got you. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, Queen, can you t- just um, that line? That one line called my mind, and yeah. actually, I guess it called everybody mind. Break that down. His love was religious. Please. 
Wait. Uh, oh, my goodness. What That's deep. That's okay. deep. So what did I say? I'm like, I was reading it to him the other day. And he was like, ooh. Oh, there is a him. So he exists. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't no imaginary brother like I be writing to. <laughs> that got deeper. I need to go ahead and write to my, my future brother. Because he ain't imaginary. He's future. And I was reading him the poetry. Okay, so his love is religious. His love makes me sing praises, makes me lift my hands. He's contagious. It, I, that's that Neo. So I, I like I like listening to music when I'm writing. But like, you ever go to church and just have that moment where everything the pastor is talking about relates to you? Like he relates mm. to me. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, that's that's. And, man, every day. <laughs> that's powerful. That's, that's deep. Because it caught my like mind that. when you said his love is religious. Wow. And you know, you got some spiritual me, folk on the line. Some spiritual folk. That's a Facebook that's post right there. Some, some it is. kingdom poets. I need your love to be religious. <laughs> I'm, I'm stealing it. I'm about to, I got you. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Make sure you tag a G. <laughs> I'm finna tag it. Mm-mm. Hashtag life. <laughs> I'm finna right here. <laughs> Hashtag life radio broadcast. Hashtag life divinity. <laughs> oh my God. Can we, can we let our brother speak? Is Geronimo on the line? Can we let him speak? Geronimo. He's still there. I don't know where yet. Jay. He back there trying to figure out how to make his love religious. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. You want to elaborate on that queen last piece, bro? Oh, I mean, you know, it's dope. You know, I know Neek, uh, well, Divinity or whatnot. Right, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, nah, she always been amazing. Like, we don't watch a lot of shows together. Her pen has always been superior. Um, I'm happy that um, I'm listening to you. I, I listen to that poem. It's just like, woo! Like, yo, she's just going crazy. Like, dope. You know what I'm saying? So, I love a good love metaphor. You know, so keep it up, sis. You know what I mean? Thank you. I started with Geronimo. Oh, yeah, wow. That's what's up. And now we that's get you both up. on the show. That's interesting. Right. I was like, what? That's amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. God does yeah. things for yeah. They say great minds think alike, so it's awesome. So um, Titan did say one thing. He said that um, he hears the Angela Davis in you. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's a very great compliment. So yeah. um, Titan, let's open up the lines and um, take about two or three callers. Who we got first on the line? What state? Um, actually, we got our CEO and founder on the line. I'm gonna let him in first. Uh, Let's get it. <laughs> you are on the line on Well Spoken Live Wednesdays. What's happening, yes. Black Ice? <laughs> what's up, what's up, what's up, family? How y'all doing tonight? I am enjoying my girl, <laughs> formerly known as Meek the Poet, now Divinity. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling, man? Well Spoken, y'all in the building. Man, I, I'm I'm sitting over here. I'm just smiling, man. I feel like uh, a proud father. <laughs> you know, you know. I, 
I can't remember. It was like, um, I want to say early in the 2000s when I first met uh, Divinity. And uh, it was in a beauty salon on 81st and Kedzie. And um, the owner of the shop knew that I was getting heavily into spoken word. And she said, I, wanted you, I want you to meet someone. And that's when I met Neek, now known as Divinity. And we got to building, and I kind of asked her what she wanted to do, and she told me she wanted to take it seriously. And then um, I started inviting her out to some of the sets that I was doing. I was doing in the south suburbs <clears throat> at that time. Um, I forgot what the, the name of that set. We would and, and, go ahead. Because I just which um, one? Buzz Cafe. Yes. Oh my God, the Buzz Cafe, which was actually where I first started hosting ever any open mic set and uh it was a sister wow. named Kazaz that gave me that opportunity and that's when I kind of like you know really started to um plant my feet in this spoken word arena and um Neek you know start taking over there with me and uh we went from there to uh um some of the other sets and um she was really she she's always been hot you know and um, she's a very, she's a totally different person on the mic than she is off the stage. Off the stage, she would even give you the impression that she's shy. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes, but, yes. But, but behind that mic, man, and getting on that mic, she truly transforms into, you know, the character um, that she is, which is Divinity, which is that stage name. And that's a lesson that I want every poet on this line to know that you can't take your personal self on stage. You got to leave that your personal self in in that seat. And when you get up on stage, you got to get into that persona that um, you have created for yourself. And in this case, it's divinity. And like I said, I'm so proud of her. Um, we go back well over a decade. We go back well over a decade. And uh, I'm glad that she has returned um, back to the poetry scene and uh, back to poet. And um, I just can't wait for the world to hear her. And God has really created a powerful weapon. You know, we think that when we go through something that it's, it's just for us to learn something. But a lot of times we become sacrificial lambs for other people. We have to die in order for other people to live. We got to be bruised. We got to get those stripes on us in order for other people to be healed and in order for other people to be saved. So now when she goes um, Friday, May the 12th to Ace Tech High School, where a poet would be doing the sleepover for a success event for young ladies, and she tells her story and she talks to them and she mentored them, mentor, uh, mentors them about boys and about choices in life. She can talk about her own personal experience and they will listen to her because they know that she'll be coming from a real place. So again, those things have made her a weapon for God, you know, so I'm just proud, you know, to, to, to be amongst her and to hear her still doing her thing and even be better than she was. So congratulations. sis. Thank you. I'm like, I just posted in the um, information center in the poet information center, one of your first flyers from wow. and strawberry was there. Me, I'm, I, it was everybody on there. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah, that you was, know, when, when, you, when you look at who was there 10 years ago, 13 years ago, 
and you look at it now, a lot of those people are not around anymore. A lot of those people are not even in the game anymore. You know, so the race is not to the swift. It's the, you know, those who endure to the end. You can come out real strong. You could be blazing this year. But where are you going to be at next year and the year after that? So, you know, Neek got some years in the game, although she took a break for a minute. Man. But she still got some <laughs> years in the game. You know what I'm saying? And she's an heir to the throne. You know, and, uh, you know, I said, again, I'm just proud of her, man. She's a mother. She's a wonderful mother. She's a wonderful sister. Um, I look at her as one of my spoken word daughters. And uh, she's definitely a dynamic spoken word artist. Thank you. Okay. I didn't know she was an heir. What year were you an heir to the throne, Craig? Uh, That was in 2000 and, uh, what was that, 2013? 15. 14. 14, 2014, yeah. All right, well, um, CEO and president, um, four, four time, four time, um, award winner, Chicago Music Awards, best spoken word artist slash port of Chicago. Um, I know you got a piece for us tonight. And I do have a piece, man, and I'm celebrating my birthday. I'm still celebrating my birthday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, look, let me just say this before I, I spit the piece. We are looking for volunteers for the Special Olympics, which we which will be held on May 6th, and that's going to be at Richards High School in Oakland. We're also looking for volunteers for May the 12th for the Sleepover for Success event at Ace Tech High School on 54th and State. And please don't forget Heirs to the Throne 2017, in which Well Spoken's very own Wisdom Speaks will be on that particular show. We will be honoring her. Um, She's representative of the Solid Souls Coalition. (laughs) And um, we are asking everybody out there to help us um, send off 100 young men and young women to prom the right way. So Poet will be helping to sponsor 100 young men and young women to get their hair done for prom. So we're asking for you to send in donations for that also as well. And um, don't forget that he saw the best stage play starring Word Warrior. He's going to be dad. He's going to be the daddy <laughs> in the play. <laughs> yes, he's going he gonna to play the daddy in the play. And that's going to be um, Sunday, April the 30th at 4 o'clock p.m. at the um, Studio Movie Grill Movie Theater on 87th, right off of the Dan Ryan. And one last thing, this deal just came down the pipe today. On Friday, April the 28th, um, there would be a Speak Life open mic set at the University of Chicago, and that's going to be geared towards the community. It's a $5 donation, and they're going to use the University of Chicago to help get these young people off the street. They're going to give them a studio to record at. They're going to give them a facility so that they can paint at and express themselves through art versus violence and drugs. So I just wanted to mention those things. We on the move, y'all. We on the move. We doing things out here. <laughs> All right, come on. for us, Black. There's this elevator, right? It's full of people. Some family, some friends, some strangers. But you're all in the basement. 
See, the basement represents that brand new idea that was blessed to be manifested in your mind. But by the time you share your idea with the 10 people standing in the elevator next to you, some of them get the hell off before the door even closes. Sort of like those so-called friends, the ones who you thought would be there through thick and thin down to the end. (laughs) Didn't even make it to the first floor. The door closes. The elevator rises. Much to your surprise, you're making progress. The bell rings. You're at the first floor. The door opens, and guess what happens next? Those childhood friends, well, they got goals of their own. Time for you to be strong because you're going to lose some of these friends during this ride and feel alone. But as they walk out, a few more friends walk in. You started off with 10, and now you're down to eight. And one of the new friends who just walked in pressed floor two. So you know what that means. The next time the elevator door opens, they'll be gone too. But before they left, they introduced you to one of their friends who became your friend. Then y'all became close like Ken. The door opens at floor two. You lose a few. But one man walks in, and he becomes your boyfriend. And now we're down to seven. Now only four out of the seven are the original occupants that you begin with. In all, there are two strangers, one cousin, one friend, your mom, one new friend, and a boyfriend. Now, the elevator passes floor three. Seems like life is finally looking up. But as soon as you get comfortable, you're at the fourth floor and the door opens up. You're staring death right in the face. Quickly, you step back. He reaches in his arm and unexpectedly, he takes your mom. Everyone in the elevator consoles you. But this takes an emotional toll on you and your relationship. Everything you ever believed in or ever knew about is in doubt. You become so emotionally cold, but right before the doors close, your boyfriend walks out. What's to expect by floor five? Now, what just happened on the fourth floor was a game changer, but by the time floor five arrives, you will lose one of those strangers. But before he leaves, he whispers to you, there's something that I hope that you see. She said, was that? That God wants you to go through everything that you're going through in order for you to get to where he wants you to be. He leaves. Four remains. Only one more floor to go. But between the fifth and the sixth floor, you notice something. Again, the stranger hits the stop button. He says, it's time for us to talk. Now, I've been here since the beginning. And I've seen everything that happened. And not once did you ever acknowledge me. I even gave you words of comfort when you lost your mommy. I thought that at that point you would want to get to know me. Look around. Out of the ten that you started out with, there's only a few. Now you have a choice or two. You can continue on. Use the experience of what you've been through to help heal, or you can do what you've been thinking. Go in that purse and take those pills. She said, no, I want to live. Well, then you need to learn how to forgive. She now knew who she was talking to. She takes a deep breath and asks for forgiveness, but he said, I'll forgive you when you learn how to forgive yourself. He pressed the button. The bell rings. You're at the sixth floor. To your surprise, your ex-boyfriend is standing there, offer you his hand. You turn right around, look at that man right in the face, and smile. See, out of the many people that came into your life, you've lost the majority. Expect for the closest ones 
to disappoint you, let you down, betray you. But don't you change. Stay you. And at the end of the day, when you place your family and friends before God, he will remove them to show you that he's a jealous God. And none should be placed before him. Trust him to know that he will replace everything stolen, restore everything lost, and heal everything broken. See, in life, you're going to have some knockdowns on the way up. But it's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get back up. The elevator. That's that piece. Yes. Well, hey, that was yes. nice. <laughs> yes. In that order. Love it. Love it, Press. Love it. I almost hopped out the elevator a couple of times so I found out it was Jesus. I ain't gonna lie. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> hey, bro, you keep killing people. No. <laughs> that was dope. I was like, one of my favorite pieces of yours now. Okay, okay. Yes. I loved it. Thank you so much, family. Thank you so much. Yes. Elliot? I got black ices right here sitting right beside me. She said, hello, um, Divinity. Hello. She's fine. Hey. Absolutely. <laughs> Elliot, did you want to um, elaborate on that, Queen? Yeah. Um, what was the, what, what, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it's, I know it's spiritual because Jesus was all up in the peace. But, <laughs> but what, was there a particular incident or a particular experience that caused you uh, to pin that piece. Yeah, I was. I had a conversation with one of our poet members, Black Beauty, and she was sharing with me some of the things that happened to her in her life. You know, about her being adopted, about some of her friends um, turning um, their back on her, and some other things. And as she spoke, my mind began to create. So that piece is actually about black beauty, not per se, word per word, things that she had been through, but it just inspired me to come up with the idea that everybody that's around you in the beginning won't necessarily be around you in the end. And it's not necessarily meant for them to be around you throughout your whole journey because they got journeys of their own. Right. They got journeys of their own. So we can't get so mad when God removes people from us because we've been praying yes. to God, God, this is where I want to go. Well, this person is not good for you. Yes. Yeah. During that particular journey, they're yes. only good for you for this moment right here. That's and right. God got to move, right. remove them from you so that you can keep moving and, and pushing forward. Yes. So yes. Um, every, be careful what you ask for because see, yes. we don't want to let people go. But God will yes. put them in a p- position where they will leave you. Yes. Uh-huh. J-Mo? I just want to say that elevator metaphor is dope too. Uh, is Jay Mo still yeah. there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, my bad. My bad, y'all. Um, no, hey, yo, that was a dope piece. Like, um, I was really uh interest interested in it. I like the metaphor versus uh the elevator is your life that's steady going up, and um and uh it, it, represent, it was representational about the people that comes into the elevator versus the people that comes into your life versus the stranger that you don't know is already on the elevator with you in your life, which is God. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of it was really dope. Like I really hey, liked the uh the writing. The writing was real was real awesome. Uh, it was uh. When he was speaking it, I could see literally see everything he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I like it. That was that was a pretty awesome piece. 
Yeah. Appreciate that, young gun. Trying to keep up with y'all young folks, you know. <laughs> y'all pushing me hard, man. Y'all, trying, y'all keeping me on my square. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed the piece. I think it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. And I'm, like J-Mo said, I could see the whole piece. I could see yeah. the elevator. I could see the people get dolled and dolled. And it, it just really, I, it was really insightful when you could just see everything. I really, really enjoyed it. I appreciate that, bro. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. I'm going to sit back, man. I'm going to watch the show. I mean, we're not watching the show. Hey, look. But look, y'all keep, y'all keep painting those pictures. Yeah. Power. Power. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Prez. You're welcome. You're welcome. You all are listening. showing up tonight. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Titan, who do we have next on the line? What state? We we got Southeast Missouri. They've been raising their hand and being real patient with us. I'm going to let them in. All right. Who do we have from Southeast Missouri? Good evening, Sinister Spittle. How you doing? Who is this? This is Sinister Spittle. Second time. Sinister Spittle. I remember you. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, Just, uh... Getting over, just, that was all. That was just absolute fantastic piece. Uh, we just heard that was I love it. So, Minister Spiel, oh, if you would just acknowledge my co-hosts, Alien and Doctor, please. Yep. Hey, nice to hear from you again. I do recall you calling in last session. Appreciate you for hanging out with us again. My pleasure, my pleasure. I was lucky to sit down for a minute and catch the flyer. And our features are... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, this is what I was going to say. We're happy to have you. Can I make a small special request uh, so that we're not trying to speak over that feedback that's going on? Uh, For everybody that's on the line whose mic is open, can you please mute your phone possibly just so that we could kind of cipher out that feedback since we can't actually find the source so that we can hear one another when we speak. Thank you. Yeah, and I just wanted to acknowledge our features, and that's Divinity and Geronimo. Hello. Good evening. Glad to be in such a great company. Thank you all for having me. All right, Sinister, so what do you have for us this evening? Uh, uh, I was actually talking about this piece earlier today it's uh it's gonna be entry into my coming chat book it's uh something raw and relentless like i like to do so i wanted to to read that i'm thinking about adding an mp3 in my chat book so i read this one i don't think but twice so. the mic is yours selfless survival of one in the opaque thoroughways of a soul Lost out behind the infinite where I hide. Dreaming in canopies of lost relevance. Insight still so troubled by my thoughts of many suicides. I twist in the waters of insurmountable disregard. Wondering on the fruition of that I left. Will seeking chalices bring hapless falling stars. Enlightened memories we made from failed scars. These truths lacking competition from the worthless, that undeniable truth. We aren't 
what we really are. Carry processions of bloody funeral sheets of paper mache to adorn the frivolous decrees that get forgotten in visages. Rain showers the window like streams from your face, weeping at my disaster, wrapped in melancholy beside me. Try to illuminate potential to spike my retarded instances. I'm deaf, not blind, hun. This life is truly shit relentless. Basking in unattainable eulogies, proclaiming the death this night's mist refreshes atrophy in autumn's early sigh. Still, you grasp with dying reefs upon chances I relentlessly shun, trying to emote that core I no longer possess. Improvements lacking fun. One too many a lunar voyage traveled, yet still I must landing back into the dark recesses of oblivion's grip. One can't stay unaffected in comatose lunacy. The welcome stents breaking wild embers when the mind begins to hemorrhage wet. You're wrong in my standing value beyond curtains clip. Edified with sharp objects cut on the butcher's emerald floor. You try to quell the imposition I never gave of me willingly. Quest of my deplorable, selfish, emphatic killing packs. Never can shooting stars rationalize wish to fact recognize. My one side is it's it's selfless. You'll survive. And peace. That's wow. a lot of emotion in that. I know, right? Yeah, it's a wow. lot of emotion in that. This is alien sinister. Um the piece, it's it's like the way you read it was very sporadic. And um, I like the delivery. The delivery is extremely powerful. I really don't I, – I do have a question, but I have more so of a comment. I think the delivery really creates the piece to be what it is. Was it, It's meant to be sporadic, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so it's just more of a reflection of an emotion. It's in the I, – I, I go all the way in. All the time, every time I write, it's me. And that's uh, what gets me by and drives me insane. But it's my love. Passion. I, I ran from it for too long. It's mine to take. Sinister. I'm sorry, Queen. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's amazing. It's 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 every artist has a or every poet has a a signature that you that you could recognize them by. And I think I think that definitely is yours. The fact that like you actually create your piece, you create your piece in your delivery. Like it's not just it's it becomes three dimensional in your delivery. It's like you you. Well, you pulled me right into a situation that was happening. I didn't know what was happening, yeah. but mm-hmm. I knew something mm-hmm. was happening. I could feel it. Basically, yeah. I felt you You conveyed your emotion, and I felt the emotion. Like right now, I can hear that you emptied yourself right. as you basically took us to the place that you were when you wrote. And I think that is a talent in itself to be able to take someone from sitting in their living room or sitting in the open mic to the actual place you were when you were writing, so I commend you on that. Thank you. Thank you for... Thank you. I wanted to touch on your name. Can you... Um, How did you come with the origin of your name? Sinister Spittle is uh, my phoenix rebirth. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I, like 13 years ago, I stopped writing for almost a decade. Uh, I got done with surgery, tried to live life school, raise a family, and uh, I lost part of me, stopped writing completely. 
And mm. everything I wrote back then, I, I was transitioning, but I didn't really embrace it. When I started as a 13-year-old, it was all, you know, it, it's always been extreme. And it was much more morbid than uh, it's not so much that it's morbid. There's, there's beauty in darkness. There's beauty in tragedy. Beauty in the things we don't like to talk about because we grow from them. We become other people. And uh, that's been my journey the last two and a half years. I got my book published, uh, and that is his <laughs> character. Uh, and then I looked into the word. You look into it. If you research words, sinister, this, and then one of the meanings I came to in the search was the storm coming. And uh, that just set it right there. All right, all right. Um, Dominique, did you want to elaborate, Queen? Um, well, as what they said, the energy and the emotion. Like, I closed my eyes for a second, so I was like, oh, my goodness. It was, it was like I was there, and, and your energy just, it radiated over the whole radio show. Like, it's just, uh, it, it, the, the piece is powerful, and um, I do like your delivery a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's very unique. J-Mo? Uh. Yeah, like, yeah, that was uh, super awesome. I would love to see that piece perform live. Like, the, the energy was crazy. It kind of put me in the mind of mannerisms, um, and your wordplay kind of put me in the mind of 8.54 p.m. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like, that was like the kind of mixture of the two. So I would love to see that actually perform live. You know what I'm saying? So what he's saying is come to Chicago, Mr. Sinister. <laughs> Just in case you don't know who 854 oh, and mannerism uh, are, they're like very uh, right. popular poets out here in Chicago, <laughs> and you you are you do have similarities to them. And I want to encourage you because in the midst of you sharing your testimony about how uh, your name is a reflection of your your phoenix rebirth, um, keep pushing your pen because it sounds like it's therapy for you. It sounds like therapy. Like you're being liberated in the midst of it. Like it sounds like your voice, that we, the voice, that, the small voice that we usually keep locked in on the inside. It sounds like that voice is getting free in the midst of you sharing your work. So keep pushing your pen because it's greatly appreciated. I'm, I'm definitely appreciative of you sharing it. I'm appreciative of those words. Thank you very much. That's all I ask. Get on the train. Let take the ride. Go where it's gonna go. <laughs> and just embrace it. Further, oh, you gotta lock us in. Yeah, Every but, third Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, and maybe I will come up there, Scott. You know, I've never read live. I've only read it on the air, so I've only been doing it for like a year and two months. <laughs> that, that means we'll have to keep you posted for the next well-spoken live show because we actually we have the radio broadcast and we have an open mic. And our next open mic is in June, and it gives you more than enough time to prepare if you'd like to come out and join us. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <Dope>. <laughs> <Plug>. <laughs> All right, shameless plug. Let's get it. Thank you so much, Senator. We appreciate you coming and supporting us this evening. Wow. We'll be looking for you next month. All right. All right. Titan, who do we have next on the line? What state is that? Okay. Um, I'm going to bring in Brother O. 
Another okay. POET representative. Yes. Hey. Paul, where? Paul, where? I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> how y'all doing? Hey, brother, oh, brother, oh, oh. Brother, oh, brother, oh, we don't know. We don't never know how he going to come. Brother, oh, be spicy. He be spiritual. Yes. He be correcting the women and telling them what to do. He be telling the men to put their pants up. We never know how Brother O is coming. We never know. But we glad we got you on the line, Brother O. Welcome. Brother O, oh, I, 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 I do have I have one question for you. Can I ask you a question, Brother O? Oh? Yeah, no problem. And I'm actually going to put two questions in one. I've been paying a lot of attention to you. Would you consider this your season right now? I've seen you feature several times in the last two months, more than ever. So would you consider this your season right now? Well, what is you exactly right? It is my due season because for you, for you pay, for you as hard as I do, um, I believe that hard work pays off eventually. Faithfulness pays off because sometimes you have to wait your turn and, I mean, it could be it this frustrating at times and you have to just be consistent and keep that passion and keep that desire going. Mm-hmm. Look, and uh, look, look at what happened. I got, man, they speak it so far, and that, that's, uh, that's unprecedented for me. Normally, I get maybe, I, I get that in a year. Sometimes. All right. Well, I just noticed you're getting a lot of features. I say, brother, oh, doing his thing, but God is blessing you tremendously, brother. That's amazing. I love the way he specifically said he didn't just say my season. He said my due season because sometimes we be pushing and it's like we out here and we never get that tap on the shoulder. It feels like we never get that tap on the shoulder where we're acknowledged and recognized and Brother O say this is my due season. But in the midst, before your due season, you kept pushing and that's dope. That's yes. So what you got for us tonight, Brother O? Uh, I got this poem called Born to be a Game Changer. Uh-oh. I told you, Uh-oh. you don't never know Here how he's coming. <laughs> you don't never know. Let, let me get my pen and pad. I just like the title. <laughs> the title was a, a poem, a piece to me. And, and <laughs> The mic is yours, bro. I'm not here. Just play the game. I've come to change the game. Y'all wasn't born to be average. I wasn't born as a second-class citizen. I wasn't born to live a second-rate lifestyle. I was born to be a game-changer. When I first started writing nearly 10 years ago, I was determined to change the game with my new brand of poetry. That was specifically designed to be unorthodox and unconventional purpose. I only shared knowledge and truth. My poetry also educates the master of challenges conventional thinking. I made up my mind to change the game by becoming God's chosen vessel to provide an example of success by overcoming obstacles, taking full advantage of every opportunity for my voice to be heard. 
and spreading the gospel beyond the four walls of the church to touch heart and soul. I want to create a open mic cord and perform through sentence that going nowhere. I wasn't created to serve as a bench warmer. I wasn't created to be kept in the box. I wasn't created to stand in the background and watch others succeed. I was born to be a game changer. Making myself other game changers challenged me to step my game up. Challenged me to fine tune and sharpen my craft. Challenged me to expand and expand my brand of poetry to a national level. Challenged me to expand my marketing and promoting skills to another level. And finally, they challenged me to think outside the box. Brother O, how, how have you changed the poetry game since you started performing in Chicago seven years ago? My model is simple. So you show your support to those who give you support in return. I've, I've inspired many people to come out and support everything that I support person in the Chicago community. I've started a movement that focuses on practicing consistency and integrity because I now feel the poor is following my example. Whenever I come to an event, my presence, my presence is vital. I created a monthly schedule and weekly schedule of events for my fans and followers to put my poetic posts on Facebook and keep tabs on myself. I converted my page into a direct poetry that's happening in Chicago every week. I wanted a few poets with a documented disability perform on a consistent basis along with some live photography for every artist regardless of whether they're a rookie or a seasoned veteran. My motto in this stanza is everybody deserves an equal opportunity to shine. I'm that brother who's opened doors to lesser known poets and gain more exposure. Brother who's dedicated open doors to younger poets and such a gift. And the brothers willing to create a path for other poets with disabilities to express themselves and achieve their dreams. I'm the brother who invented a trademark introductory phase, phrase that has changed the poetry game in Chicago. That phrase is, brother, always most in the building. Now everybody says it. Whenever I walk in a poetry set or event, when I get it to do. Because that statement put me on the map. See, brothers and sisters, I'm not a selfish brother. I'm not a brash or arrogant brother. I'm not a superstar. I'm not an icon or a legend. Brother O was created by God to be a game changer. More or less than his poem is this, y'all. You have the power to leave a mark in this world. You are all created to be game changers in your own way. You have the God-given power to change the game in your own unique fashion. That's your piece. Nice. Nice, brother. Nice. Everything you said was absolutely 100% true. 
I am definitely somebody was like, hey, I'm going to do what Brother O did. <laughs> so, yes, appreciate you for all you do. I, I can't say it enough how thankful I am for your spirit and, and, and what you do bring and how you selflessly, you know, without looking for anything in return. And I enjoy each time, like Alien said, you don't know what you're going to get, but you do know that you're going to get brother. Oh, this brother. <laughs> Brother O brought that three-course meal tonight. <laughs> oh, brother O, we ain't mad. You always, you always, you always share something that's insightful, um, and I always appreciate. Uh, you're like, you're a literary, you're a literature writer. Like the pieces that you write, they're always something that can literally be published in a book or something that right. could be appreciated, read. And I'm grateful for that because it adds a lot more volume and a lot more depth uh, when we share and things of that nature. Because you have people who are performance writers, you have people who are just uh, lyrical spitters. But I appreciate the fact that you bring the liter- literary perspective to spoken word, and it always—it's almost like what do they call those stories that have like a moral to them? I can't think of it. It's—is it called a fable? It always has a moral. Whatever whatever spoken word piece you share, it always has a, it always has a moral and a principle to it. And I love how it ties into uh, you sharing that this was your due season. This piece definitely tied into you speaking that this was your due season. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, Queen Dominique. Um, I love Brother O because he brings himself to the table every time. And no matter what he is bringing to the table, like, it's him. And so he has so many different dynamics of himself. Mm-hmm. And um, just the Game Changer poem <clears throat> is basically what we've been talking about all night. And just rebirth and, and all that stuff. And I love it. I love stuff like that. I love just the the power to be yourself. Yeah. And not like yeah. that. So I like that poem a lot. Yeah. J Mo, you there? Uh oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh yo, yeah, that that uh piece was like spot on with Brother O. Um I've uh been uh, rocking out with Brother O for years. Um, like uh off of what Alien said, you know, it's in situations that we done went in and we done had, like, Black Ice is there. He's a crazy performer. I'm there spitting lyrical pieces. And and um and then at the end of the show, uh, Brother O's testimony uh, uh, captivated the majority of the crowd and people surrounding him and telling them how they was able to relate to him. And um, so Brother O has always uh, had a special niche as far as uh, making words that knock directly on people's hearts. You know, so, and I'm happy that it is a new season. You know, he's always been someone who's been prevalent. He's been able to walk where he wanted to walk, when he wanted to walk. He's always been accepted in every circle. And um, he's a chameleon. And chameleons, as we all know, they know how to change to the environment and survive in the day. True. <laughs> yes. Like yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You yes, know, they don't hear me all lyrical about his description of Brother O. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Geronimo spit is lyrical. <laughs> he can't he he open his mouth you know, without being lyrical. He's it's not Geronimo. so people, his words not so hard. Good, bro. <laughs> it's Geronimo. 
I remember being backstage. Where was we backstage at? Uh, what was it? The the forum about love. And when he was praying, he was praying lyrical. <laughs> we oh, were like wow. animal here. <laughs> Wow. Thank you so much, brother O, um, for the support, your continued support, and keep doing what you're doing, bro. You're touching a lot of people, a lot of hearts, bro. I think, 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 I <clears throat> to this um, awesome CEO of Solid Souls. <laughs> the one and the only community activist. The one and only. This brother do his thing. I've been such a fan ever since the first time I heard him. Geronimo, how you feeling this evening, bro? Yo, I'm feeling amazing. Like, thank you guys for, like, rocking with me, having me on. I'm loving all of the, uh, the artists. I'm loving to hear my sister, uh, Divinity, sit again. Sorry, I want to call you Neek, the poor So, yeah, I'm, I'm just appreciative of, uh, you know, that I'm able to jump on here and rock out with you guys, you know? Yes, and, and can you bless us all with a piece, please? All right. Um, you are now witnessing something unseen on the scene for centuries. I didn't go looking for this gift that was sent to me. I'm sick. You tell me what these symptoms mean, and every sense of scene is like a sense sin. So judge these patterns. My whole family full of monsters. I'm Percy Adams. I know I'm saying a lot, but I know I'm the ish. You can smell the scent. But unfortunately, I ain't had sense since Penny Candy was a sin. They say, Jay, how you know you're the best at it? Because I'm real, and most of these cats synthetic. Puts us a difference between being poetic and just being poetic. Moving on. When I spit, it's like apocalypse comes from these pacalypse. But nowadays, it's all politics and power trips. J. Cole and won't be shaped like dried up Play-Doh on Play-Doh. And Pops, I'm trying to be a leader like Wildwood or Fago. The hater says a phase, though. The believer says only phase one. But on more than occasion, I've been blazing this pavement. The bars when I'm raising, they want me to drive like a raisin in the sun. Dreams deferred by blue. They don't know my true colors. Langston Hugh. With these shows, I'm more wanted than the jihad. These bars come to the G, kind of odd, but together, God, I'm out of this world. Married to another planet. Prenuptials and Neptune. Personal life. On to the next tune. I'm cleaning up the game, so no need to vacuum ever. I said, I'm cleaning up the game, so no need to vacuum. Whatever. See, it's a plethora of confection of these bars to squeeze it in. And if anybody thinks different, then lead them in. Lock the doors, leave them in. And watch them come out testifying by the end of the evening. Fact, I'm winning. Ain't no perceiving it. But when you calculate it as the prime number, ain't no way to even it. I'm hot. My work ethic is feverish. And I get more notice than a survey at a hookah bar with a fever blitz. Peep the spit, speak the spit. I'm easy in. Y'all put yourself in the box. Keep the rapid. I keep the True. I build proper ties, but I was never prophesized and a prophesized to be a prophet, guys. I just recognize the wreck the guys. Something different, and it's the difference between specialized and specialized. Before I leave this earth, I will be posterized. I'm so posterized. I was sitting here to put something on your cranium. I ain't the strongest, but I'm breakable like titanium. So, yeah, I think I'm sick with this quill and ink. And if I'm not, yeah, just let me just what I think. You know what I mean? That's that piece. <laughs> okay, all right, so everybody pause. It's my turn. It's my turn. <laughs> um, 
All right. So too many bars to keep up with all the way through. Uh, one thing I love about Geronimo is that it's always a bar. It's guaranteed a bar, wordplay, metaphors, always crazy, out the ass. Okay. It's the difference between being poetic and being poetic. <laughs> Bruh. Wait, no, 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 back that up. Okay, so you can keep the rap, and I'm going to keep the gift, bruh. Okay, all right, so um, can you, can, I don't know which one I want to pick and choose on to uh, harass you about. I think this is the questioning portion. Is that correct word? Because I don't want to get yeah. out of sort. Okay, yeah. my bad. Okay, so I got to question you. But bars, you can keep the rap. I'm going to keep the gift. It's the difference between being poetic and poetic. Dope. All right, so bruh. I know this brother personally, and um, I have mad respect for him. And me and him have actually had conversations off, like, off the record and sidebars. And um, so uh, my question would be, uh, you've, I have a two-part question. How long have you been doing this? Uh, spoken word poetry or just? I know you went from rap to spoken word to everything, and so it's like I can't touch everything, but how long have you, okay, how long have you been pinning and utilizing your gift as a as a, as a, as a means of what you're doing now? Uh, man, it's about to come up on five years in December, so, yeah, so about five years. All of it you has know, only uh, been five years? Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of stuff, like, I, I so that I've been seriously... Like, uh, before I got into spoken word, I used to just write, you know what I'm saying, bang, bang, shoot them up, kill them raps, not really utilizing my vocabulary. But, uh, you know, when I get into, got into spoken word, I started putting my pen to the pad, you know. And I, uh, so two things I never did is I never put uh, profanity in my spoken word uh, poetry, and I never, uh, I've never um, wrote, it, uh, wrote a, a erotic piece either, but I'm not. How erotic, I'm just, I don't know how erotic it comes from me. You know what I'm saying? And then, <laughs> and then profanity, I'm just like, nah, I'm going to test my pen by not having the curse, you know? Okay, so you mentioned that you came from, your root was actually rapping, correct? Yeah. Okay, so you came from rapping to slowly pinning into performance spoken poetry, then to spoken word. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, yep. the second part of my question would be, what is the most powerful impact that caused you to transition from your beginning point to to the point that you're at right now? Like, what what moment created Geronimo who he is for right now? Um. Um. Uh, well, it was a mixture of things: frustration and um and uh, running out of uh, ideas. You know. Uh, I used to, when I was a rapper, I used to be, like, deep. Like, I used to, you know, I had, uh, I was game-banging at the time, so I used to have the guys from my block with me, and uh, and I always had a passion for entertainment, but, and I was the one setting up the studio time. I was the one signing the shows, and they would come to the studio or not come to the studio. They were, they were just, they were so lackluster with everything they did, you know, and it was just like, and no matter how many tracks, I made as a hip hop artist, it was just never good enough for the circumstance. I was never put in a situation where I could let my hip hop speak for itself or my, my rap speak for itself, you know what I mean, to get me into the door. It was about who you know. And um, when I did spoken word poetry, it was about what I did in that moment. And I was like, oh, 
So y'all y'all rocking with me from what I'm doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, hey, no grind, no shine. I'm about to grind to the wheels so long. And, of course, when I got in the smoke world, I started getting around awoken people, enlightened people, people that say, hey, Geronimo, you don't have to fight everybody that says something. You know what I'm saying? And so I started learning and growing. And um, and so that's kind of my transition to where I'm at now. As I'm still an infant in many ways as far as uh, just growing into this culture, but I've learned a lot in a very short amount of time, you know? That's amazing. I think the process of an artist is just as important as their work because their work reflects their process. So I'm grateful. And uh, wisdom, I'm tossing it to you. All right, all right, all right. Well, I just want to say, man, I love this guy. Um, His no grind, no shine is real because what he hasn't said or neither one of us has said is he's actually at work actively working. Like, he's not on break. Um, You know, he's not sneaking in the bathroom. This man is twisting coils with, uh, you know, headphones in his ear, you know, (laughs) spitting, listening, commenting, and all because of the love of Ace. A text didn't work, so, you know, because he didn't see it. So I called him like, hey, Jay, please. And he's like, sure, and I three-wayed him in. So he definitely... Live this no grind, no shine. He's up all night, you know, pushing his videos and emailing his people, and he's sending us stuff to reach out to as a squad, like we need to go to this conference, we need to message these people, and this is how you do this. And I think probably the biggest thing that – look, I ain't even asked a question. I'm just talking about it. Okay, so I got a question. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it's okay, baby. That's Silent Souls. That's your CEO. It's all right. So, so you see, you know, you see Jay, you see this big, ferocious artist and this big statue of a guy overall. Like, this dude heart is, like, humongous. Like, I'm talking about big. And I guess I would ask, where do you think that came from? Like, what do you attribute you caring as much as you do, you know, you being a giver and you, you just you just caring, you know? Or I mean, um well it's a, it's just a matter of um like uh like I was saying earlier, you know, I grew up you know, I grew up like just rough, like gang banging. I grew up with negativity around me. I used to I used to I used to wake up and wanna fight and um like almost every day or want to get into some type of drama and I usually I got what I was looking for, you know what I'm saying? And um and so once I started to uh to get around people that were awoken and people that had knowledge of self and and I started to realize like hey yo these people talk this just like I used to talk fighting and, and banging and all this other stuff and they get it you know what I'm saying they get what they speak and um so I started to tap into that so the reason why I I'm a firm believer in treat me the way I treat you. And if my heart is is open to you, then I want your heart to be open to me. I I don't you know what I'm saying I don't I don't I don't gauge how much you love me versus how much I love you. I just want love to be there. You know what I'm saying? So I can love you to infinity and beyond, and you can love me to the end of the corner and back. But as long as there's love there, so I I, I just love unconditional because I want unconditional love given back to me. You know. I like that analogy. You don't have to love. I can love you to the and you can love, and I'll, you can love me to the court. 
let's see. I had one more question, but I forgot. Where was oh? How do you? Where do you find the energy for all this? No grind, no shine. Uh, I mean, I gotta like, yo, I I gotta. You know, it ain't it ain't it ain't really no um. Or at the last Solid Souls uh, Sundays open mic, uh, Lamont Brown was the motivational speaker. And he said he told the analogy about the ten birds that were sitting on the power line, and eight of them decided to leave the power line. How many birds was on the power line? And everybody was like it was ten. He was like it was ten because eight of them decided to, but never left. Like you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I just so a long time I decided to do it before I could think about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Every situation that I've ever had to sit and think about, I didn't get around to it. Or I got around to it later. I procrastinated in it. But when I just jumped out on faith and then it always led me to uh to to a greater things. So no grind, no shine is just me just jumping out on faith. The worst thing that can happen is a no. But the but the possibilities of a yes is really eternal. So that's how I just grind and I just grind and I just push and I push. If I if I, I, I and I live and I go back like if I ask somebody if I ask a hundred people something at least ten of them gonna give me a yes and 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 I'm only looking for five yeses so I'm gonna have five extra yeses that I can give to my family and you know what I'm saying like you feel me so that's how I look at it like so it's just a matter of numbers mm-hmm. you know. Okay, I like that. I like that answer. I'll go and pass it to wherever. Appreciate you, bro. Love you so much. All right, love you too, sis. All that you have accomplished, bro, all that you have done, what do you see Geronimo's Solid Souls in five years? Uh, Geronimo and Solid Souls, I, I, in five years, I see all new artists in Solid Souls, you know what I'm saying, uh, in Solid Minds. I see all new artists. Um, but I see a network of different organizations out here uh, with our members now as the leading founders of it. And so now we have a whole family, you know. Um, a silence is not meant for anybody to sit and chill in and, and, just, and just be there because that means you like broke. Silence is meant to, to be a trampoline to push you where you need to be and, and to support you when you get there. And so I, I believe uh, I tell wisdom in them all the time the Big Bang theory. I don't I don't want I don't want to find a star and link up with that star. I would rather create a star because it'll shine forever. Then and now it's shining for itself in you. So that's what I want to do. I just want to create a bunch of stars and we all shine together. Mm. Yes. 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 Man, that is so raw. I love that. You are tuned in to three-time National Poetry Winning winning Poet Radio, and you are enjoying Well Spoken. Can we get another piece, my brother? Sure. This is the intro to the outro. Hopefully I left you with a mouthload that it implode if you don't speak it with an alto. If this CD is what you out for, I want to know what you into. Rhyme sharper than a ginsu slicing to your mentals. Whatever comes through my dentals is quintessential to me slicing the instrumental. I even handle my pencil with a symbol. Ahead of my time, I'm going back to the future in a DeLorean. Too many cats riding my back. I ain't trying to be a centaur. I'm trying to be a centaurian. So I'm pouring in both hands on this music like an accordion. Will I have an audio? 
again from 12 and a quarter again, then go back to the same block in front of the same store again, aborted friends, because they get pissed with bull issuing more depends. So you can get money the right way, but it's more than sin. I want to be interviewed by a historian. I'm at peace with violence and can't sleep with silence, because that's how a coasting sounds. I wonder how many chains and Tim's is in the morgue's lost and found. I wonder how many John Doe's is in the morgue's lost and found. I wonder how many tears stain the floors of a morgue as loved ones get lost and found. See, I'm a... See, I'm a full-blown ice storm. You slightly drafty. That's why I joke on rappers like Lassie Taffy's, getting paid for my personal drive like an Uber cabbie. So welcome to the Pterodome, while all these monsters fly like a pterodactyl. Religious flow got the swag of a tabernacle. No apologies. I destroy thug rappers and fake MCs. Every time I spit, I leave a pile of G's. I'm on my P's and Q's. I said I'm on my P's and Q's. Pulling quotables, promising qualities. Poor qualifying, punishing quantity. Polite, cutting, cold, hitters, fun, quitter, per quitter. Like I said, I'm on my P's and Q's, and I'm here to bully this whole class like D's in school. Only difference is bullies stay in the back of the class. I'm in the front spitting, sucker and sucker tash. I came into this game with the word stand. My whole career is based off of the word stand. I came in stand up, but why stand in when you can stand out? They can't stand me because every time I spit, I get a standing ovation. So that's something you will never understand. On one hand, I write heaters to the non-believers, but then build up nations with the other hand. Skit so. I come from the roughest land and grew up trying to be the toughest man. Was loaning at them pumpers glam. Now what's teach me unto thee, a brother man? See, I was going to get on this radio station and pull a Kendrick Lamar. My poor is too sensitive. Everything is, hey, Jay, you're going too far. I'm poetically, aesthetically, genetically better be, and that fact comes with a lot of jealousy. It's really clear. I ain't just talking out the side of my neck. My mouth right checks from Chase Bank. You can cash them anywhere. Stand next to the boss, you're going to feel his power. I'm the highest new name in the shot. Willis Tower. I'm a spitter. Most of y'all MCs ain't even drooling. I would say I'm taking them to school, but they taller, so I guess I'm preschooling. Ahead of my class, teacher's pet. Some even call me Urkel. First lesson, the blocks. Never put squares in your circle. I got wisdom plus vision that put me in my own division. That's why I spit with so much precision. They don't get it. They'll get it. You with it? I'm with it. Multiple personalities. Mom says it's a travesty, but I won't stop to the title of your majesty. If anybody thinks different, then step up and be the next casualty. Chosen one. Standing on this cell rack, none with the same templates that Moses had. Too many idolized poets until they get the same treatment as the golden calf. Lyrical bullets, I'm only loading half. Too Many haters in the wing, they want to load what you have, but I don't do this for the floss. It's Geronimo, known for falling, but never falling off. Yeah, so that's that piece. <laughs> Bar. Wow. Yeah, wow, bro. The man, his delivery is impeccable. Like yeah. I said, every artist has their own signature that you know them by. Geronimo is definitely known for his lyricism and his delivery is impeccable. Um, I, my uh, question. Oh, you're welcome. No, no, thank you. Um, first, I want to make a statement before I go into my question. Uh, for all of our listeners, uh, we were uh, scheduled to feature Lamont. This evening, unfortunately, uh, Lamont had a few things that he had to handle, and so uh, we hope that you still tune in for him because we'll be featuring him into the next to near future. Also, we want to extend our greatest appreciation toward Geronimo for stepping in uh, in lieu of uh, in lieu of Lamont. We're extremely grateful to have you here this evening. Also, so furthering on into our question. Um, 
your your method between your lyricism and your delivery, you have a very strong presence in terms of like battle. Have you ever battle rapped before, and is that something you would consider doing? Yeah, uh, I actually um, have battle rap recently, like as of last year. Uh, Da Smart, he uh, threw a battle rap uh, called uh, the Scrap Hour at his open mic called Controller Mike. Um, there was a lot of poetry was there. Uh, Hood Race was there. Black Ice was there. Toy was there. Um, it was so, and I actually I did it twice, and I'm undefeated. So it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I got the title. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas, say, I'm, I'm sorry, King say. As you were asking like, the question, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Wow. Wow. Let's yeah. go. I love it. <laughs> I'm tossing it over to Wizzle. <laughs> <laughs> he was asking the question. I'm like, well, I know the answer to this. We actually watched um, a couple of his uh, late last battles, and uh, we were laughing and things of that nature. Uh, let's see. So, where do you get the most inspiration from when you write all of these crazy, mad bars, put niggas in like. Uh, maximum security prisons and things like you know. Where, where do you get this information? Uh, well, I mean, my my peers. Um, uh, I I love poetry. I love hip hop. I love spoken word. I love yeah. So like I, I I search YouTube just looking for new artistry that I could become a fan. I'm a fan of artists. You know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm a fan of just wordplay lyricism, but. Um, and uh, me and my sister, we kind of disagree sometimes about this. I got a competitive nature as well. So if I so if I find somebody that I'm a fan of, I want to be better than them. So I just write, I just write, put my pen to the max. Like, ooh, they killed that, and I would have never thought of that. So now I got to write something that I would have never right. thought of. You right. know what I'm mean? sorry. This is Elliot. I agree. I don't disagree with that. I agree. <laughs> to study artists and it's a, it's actually like it's actually like a, a, a hobby for me to study an artist and to actually duplicate their style but make it better and add my own twist to it. I love artistry. I love the artistry of it. I love how you can like I love that piece that Black Ice just did about the elevator. I'm like, woo. That that's yeah. nasty. Like that just sparked the my piece. Like you know what I'm saying? Um, so I just I love uh uh Alien. When you write on Facebook, yo, that'd be I'd be like, yo, what what I'd be like I'd be in my head like, okay, is these forms she already had or is she just writing this stuff right now? Cause your pen is crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just it just be it be nasty, like you know what I'm saying? It just be I I love artistry, I love breaking it down. Um, I, I came to a, a place years ago where I was like, yo, ain't no such thing as no bad artist. It's just, hey, do you feel that person? I may not. I feel this person, you may not. But everybody mm-hmm. got somewhere where they uh where they pen originated from. So it's all about wow. being you but being able to be the mystique of poetry. You can transfer you can like become whatever you need to be but also keep you on the inner side. You know, mystique from X Men, you know, so that's kinda you know. Okay, you guys ready? <laughs> oh, I yeah, just want to yeah. say, um, okay, uh, you were just recently featured in Indigo Magazine. How uh-huh. was that? Yeah, how was that experience for you? 
And uh, what what particular? Because I'm I know that you did you did a specific piece for the feature. What caused you? Uh-huh. To, what piece was it? And what caused you to choose that piece to, as a as a highlight for you as an artist for the magazine? Well, okay. Well, that that situation was actually kind of funny. Like, uh, so um, the person who hit me up for that, he. He 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 just thought I was a lyricist because he he was a cameraman when I battled and saw me win the battle. He didn't know that I was a spoken word artist. He wanted me to come drop some lyrics. And when I was there, uh, he like uh, when I got there, Car- me and Carol's was both there at the same time. And he was kind of just like, oh, okay, we'll let the spoken word artist go first, and then you can come up. And um, I was like, I mean, Carol's like, yo, he. My man's nice. He do smoking words. And I was like, I do a little, I do a little smoking words sometimes, man. I don't just battle rap, you know what I mean? And um, and so he, uh, Carol's went tilted as usual, and then he had me go up, and he, uh, first time I did, I did a jitter piece, of with just lyricism, and then he was like, okay, do another piece, and then I did another piece with just lyricism and then he's like, Okay, do another piece and then I did and then I did Blackbird and then he was like, Okay, now I want you to rap. So I, I it's actually four um videos that's gonna be dropping of me performing. Cause he's just like, Yo, I didn't know that you were just this crazy on the uh smoke word tip. I just thought you was a, a battle rapper. I was like, No, nah, son, I do everything, huh? So that's kinda yeah, son, I do everything. <laughs> yeah. You didn't tell me that part about the interview that you did all of those four pieces. How did yeah, I just yeah. find out about this on the radio? We talked like daily. Yeah, yeah, I did like all four. I did all four pieces, and uh, you know, it was just it was just a dope situation. Uh, and black, you know, Blackbird, you know, that originated from um, like uh, I've never I've never wrote a truly conscientious piece. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like just like, hey, this is what I feel about what's going on. And uh, when I heard um, when I heard Blackbird, you know, about uh, Nina, uh, Nina Simone, I was just like, yo, like, yo, Black Heaven needs to see that uh, hook. And I'm going to really just be transparent on what I feel about what's going on in society today as far as genocide and, um, you know, and just, just everything, you know, cops and and me as a black man and where I came up from and Section 8 and everything I touch on in that piece, I just, uh, you know, Rachel from the NAACP, I just touched on everything that I've been thinking about, you know. And so that was my first time actually just being transparent on the, on the, um, on the uh, revolutionary level, I guess, if you want to call that piece that, you know. Amazing, and for for all of our listeners out there, Black Heaven is actually um, a songstress, a, a very soulful, beautiful Amen. songstress, and she's a part of the Solid Soul Coalition. Um, and I, I was trying to say, oh, I wanted to talk about wisdom flexing on you. <laughs> Somebody, how I didn't know we talk every day. <laughs> oh, you know what? You, yeah, me and wisdom. Yeah, we talk like every day, like, uh, and it'd be like. We talk every day, like, and then we don't even be. Sometimes, sometimes poetry do not even be coming up. We just be talking, you know. And then we'll look at the phone, and she'll be like, "Hey, you know, we've been on phone for three hours." And I'm like, "Oh man, um, 
I guess we should probably get off now, and then we'll talk for another 30 minutes, and then we'll probably hang up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, we, we talk like I got a real close bond with fish, you know what I mean? Or whatnot. Because if you know me, you know I can talk. But what you may not know is Geronimo can talk, too. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, I got to talk because we're going to be on the phone, and you'll be like, hey, I got something really important I want to say to you. And she'll cut you off, and then it'll like, be an hour later, and you be like, so what you have to say? And I was like, I, I don't even know my folks. This is true. This this is really how it goes. And I am, and I always say as I'm hogging the conversation, I am trying to learn to share the conversation. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I really am, though. But I'm, it, I'm, at least, you know, the first step is to be able to acknowledge Anyway. On the radio so. interview. I'm on the radio interview. I yeah. guess we're tossing it to yeah. you, Word Warrior. We didn't took off. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip, man, because we got a lot of callers on the line. So can you give us one more piece before we open the lines up? All right. Uh, cool. Um, well, uh, just bought a blackbird, so I guess I'll do that. Um, they used to ask me, "Why do you want to fly blackbird?" Because your wings cut at the seams, and the seams are always pre-pushed to the back, bird. Or to the black birds, because gentrification is patiently waiting at our black curves. It's the difference between gated communities in Palatine and growing up in Harvey Tits. No, either place, you will see two different faces, no Harvey Dits, and they brush it off like it's politics, where they suck away our blood like, like a pile of ticks. The war is coming. I say, I say the war is coming. And while I'm reciting and it'll probably be a race war before I finish lines. Genocide is a billion dollar company, and they race wars like they're trying to make Take it to the finish line. And he wastes wars when he finish line. And take more to replenish lives. So why you want to fly, Blackbird? Hey, hey, you know what they call a flock of crows? Nah, you, hey, hey, you, you, know, you know what they call a flock of crows? A murder. Hey, hey, you, 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 know, you know what they call, you know what they call a trap? Burner or the strap. Guilty or innocent. The birds will not back back. Everybody want to be black. Until it's time to be, be black. black. Then when you're standing in that privilege line trying to get your seat back, don't you know I see sections in Section 8 filled with kids who they asked to be here coming from C-sections to Section 8, and you call them pigeons. They self-esteem is being deemed by vultures, so they parent to a cockatoo. What's on your bird, man? Let's be realistic. The cage birds sing because sing, sing, a prison. Lost time and he'll never get it back. All for some chicken scratch. Figure that. What's the one Phone calls and tip you business is making them bitter black. So why you want to die, black boy? I mean, why you want to fly, black birds? Don't you know the higher you go, the heavier that load? That American eagle don't pray for black birds. They pray on black birds, especially those who got worse. So I advise you act first, newsflash. I say, I say newsflash. I hear they auctioning off flags for sale. Okay, that cool, cool. So, so how much for the swastika? 11 million Jews. Okay, that 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 cool. So so how much for the Confederate? Fifteen million blacks. Oh, wait, it only took nine for that. Oh oh, the rest is being paid for courtesy of the Civil War. No nah, no, nah, that was forty thousand blacks, I believe. Oh oh, the rest of the balance is being handled by the CPD. So what you think the price is for the red, white, and blue? I ain't got a clue, but I bet you it's black card approved. Willie Lynch, that's a nigga name. Just ask Rachel. That's twenty fame question. Have they ever raped you, raped you, enslaved you, raped you, 
retarded, such a bait you, wait you. And even now, they still don't hate you, wait you, because that ain't you, ain't you. Lately, I've been so tired, but I'm so sleep. I envision, I'm trying to envision, and I will see with my third eye, but it's filled with cataracts and cold feet. This news ain't to be amused, so don't just be fly, black bird. Just fly. Thank you. Hello, that piece. <laughs> Thanks. Have I they ever raped that. you, Rachel? Todd and feathered you, Rachel. Everybody knows that. <laughs> That's a dope piece. I love that piece. I'm um, um, tight. Go ahead, I'm, go ahead. No, I just want to say I'm, I'm grateful. Oh, I'm getting feedback. I'm appreciative of you stepping in. I really believe that you're stepping in this evening is a true example as your of your character as a, as the CEO of the Solid Soul Coalition and your character as a person. Period. And um, your craft truly speaks for itself. I'm looking forward to every upcoming project, every up. Uh, upcoming, and actually, Geronimo hosts his own set as well. Um, can you give the people a little insight in terms of that, should they decide that they want to come and partake? Um, it's every third Sunday, 2423 East 75th Street on 75th and Phillips at the Corby Event Space and Center. We start, we open the doors at 630. We start at 730. Come and have a fun. We have food, drinks, fun, games, prizes. We just gave away $50. Uh, on Easter, you know, so come come rock out with us and have fun with us, you know? No, no. And then I'm going to uh, thank you so much. Um, I, I personally appreciate your craft and I appreciate your character as a person and what you're doing for the community because you're also an activist we really didn't get a chance to touch upon. But this brother is, uh, he's he's doing some really big things, so feel free to follow him via Facebook. Uh, is it okay for yeah. your information? Okay. Yeah. Uh, can you share your information for them to be able to follow you? Hello? I'm still here. I don't know where they went to. Yeah, we might have lost them. Okay. Well, Mom? Uh, Dante, are you still there? They were on three-way, so... Oh, wow, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was a three-way. So please feel free to follow Geronimo. Um, There there is Gerode Rogers, J-E-R-O-D-E-R-O-D-G-E-R-S. Geronimo Speaks, J-E-R-O-N-I-M-O-S-P-E-A-K-S. Uh, Solid Soul Coalition definitely has an event page. They also have a fan page, if I'm not mistaken. Solid Soul Coalition, that's S-O-L-A-C-E-S-O-U-L-C-O-A-L-I-T-I-O-N. Please feel free to follow that, brother. Also, uh, since we have callers who have been waiting patiently, we appreciate you guys so much. Divinity, would you please share your information so that if they're interested in following you as well, they can do so? Okay, um, on Facebook, my regular page is Dominique Divinity Wiley. Divinity is spelled D-I-V-I-N-I-T-E-E. Um, you can also find me um Facebook at Divinity The Poetess. Uh, Instagram is the same. Um, and I'm on SoundCloud, uh, Divinity Divinity The Poetess as well. Um. Yeah, come check me out. 
<laughs> Thank you for listening. Hello? Yeah, yeah that's it. Okay, so um, seeing that we press for time, Titan, um, we're going to ask all our callers that's left to press star eight. We're going to do a giant fire round because we kind of went over our time here. So everybody that wants to get in this fire round, we're asking that you press star eight, which holds your hand up, and we know that you want to be a part of this. The fire round is no title. You spit your piece in peace, and it goes to the next person. So everyone that wants to be a part of this fire round, which is going to end the show, please press star eight now. Press star eight on your phone, and we know that you want to be a part of this event. So we got hands going up, Titan? Yeah, we, we got a few. We got a few. I think we got about four people all together. Great, great, great. So what we're going to do, um, we'll start with our guest. So we, um, Geronimo did inbox me and say his phone died or something. I think that's what it was. So I told him no problem. I don't think he got back on. He's not back on, right? Mm-mm. Um, he said that her phone must have died. Okay, cool, cool. So, um, Divinity, do you want to be a part of the fire round? So it's I like would- our last piece? <laughs> I would love to. Okay, we're going to have you headed. We're going to have you started out. So, um, Alien, are you a part of the fire round, Queen? Yeah, I'll I'll do a little something for the fire round. Okay, so you can be second, Dante. You're a part of the fire round. I I think we lost Dante when we lost Geronimo. Oh, we lost Dante. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, cool. They were they were they were, uh, they were connected together. Wow. Wow. Okay, no problem. So you guys are going to go first. All those hands that we got up tightened, so we're going to do Divinity, and then we'll do Alien. Then all those hands that are up, we'll do them one at a time, and I'll end it out. Okay. All right. You guys ready? You ready, Titan? Titan, did you want to be a Um, part of the fire round? I'm sorry. Um... You know what? I, I could be a part of this. You know, it, it's been a while. It, it's been since the first episode. Why not? You know, let, let's do this. <laughs> so what you can do is, uh, where do you want to go? You go wherever you want to go. Well, shoot, I can go somewhere towards the end. You know, it, okay, it, it well, doesn't. Okay, doesn't make so what me. What we'll do is, okay, cool. So what we'll do is, we'll do divinity. We'll do alien. We'll do all our callers with their hands up. And then when the callers are done, you go, and I'll end it up. Cool. All right, All right, Dominique, the mic is yours, Queen. All right. As he walks away from me, I see a part of me. What I thought was the best of my future, my past, my supposed destiny, walking away from 10 years ain't easy. But I can't, I can't take another night alone. As he lays next to me, made a stone, lit screen, text chimes on his phone, you don't love me. Love don't feel like this. Love don't kill one hit, one shot. No, no, no. You die the slowest death until you have nothing left. Placing your hand on a stove, you know it's burning the shit out of you. Just a fool in love doing what lovers do. No shots fired, no one hears your scream. Even managed to block it out from you. Cage birds, clip wings, torturing yourself with new information, new lies you want to believe, so you allow him to play shit on top of your already open scars, and you listen to him when he's telling you it will heal eventually. Laying awake, praying to God you don't kill this nigga. Praying to God for his atonement, praying, for, praying he has that moment where he loves you 
more. Praying love brings him home, knowing it won't. And then one day you wake up, I mean wake up, open eyes like babies fresh out the womb, no longer a fool, no longer confused, and you stand up, and you walk, and you talk, and you speak a language he no longer can translate. You get tired of living this way and living the life of hate, feeling bullied, so you retaliate every time and cry like a baby, wishing that it would wake daddy, but it doesn't. So you silence the bullshit, take one last hit for closure, and you build yourself up brick by brick, tearing down the wall you allow to exist, and you stop touching the goddamn stove. And that's when they respect you more than they want to fuck you. When they want to fuck you, but they got way too much respect and just to snub you. The respect they have makes them want to love you. When the love you earn causes way too much respect for them to turn around and burn you, then you've earned true reciprocation, see? I be wondering if people are really in search of their reflections in their mates or seeking research for incident reports for their souls to be raped. And when they're left abandoned, they're seeking for that cape. Hero, zero common sense. Give Clark Kent back his suit and tie classy. Why he got to come off of his pedestal to save you from you got your crown tilted bitten books but shaking your milkshake in the yard rude we live in a classless society we rely way more upon physical touch than we do upon principle and moral see she might be quick to give you oral but she quiet with her secrets and he will be quick to give her a dick to lean on but no protection for her aura it's unfortunate how we play pretend reality but then again sometimes fantasies are just easier to process it's so many kings and queens out here folding like a car deck car wreck drive too fast pass go and collect the 200 souls but no sense of self selfish restless no selfless shiftless shifted living in the moment not considering future got us lost out here between the condom the sperm in it the numbness of connection and a plan inadvertently turning into plan b selection got more blues than rhythm because we giving more pain as opposed to learning lessons i can't keep up my feet is dragging head is spinning who do we trust who do we trust i said who do we trust who do we trust? I got to shift my mojo, need peace like a Hindu, got voodoo brewing in soul, but open palms to pray psalms. My arms too short to box with God, got my conscience locked up, but it broke out the box that my thought my heart was stopped up, but I'm still in overstock, shock, syndrome, introvert, loner on my own, peep all so tall, spirit humble. My mind often stumbles through thoughts, got me reflecting, who do we trust? Who do we trust? Who do we trust in peace? Who, who got Okay, so we asked them to raise their hands to know they want to spit, right? Okay. Oh, no, we, we got hands raised. Here we go. Go with the first one. Okay. Huh? <laughs> I told her my bars were expensive, but she didn't want to listen. She kept egging me on about what is it about me that she'd be missing. I said that when I speak goes on, goes harder 
in the orgasm, she has to be keep hidden by fair warning. The more intense it got, she's going to need more than pillows and bed sheets to keep gripping. One day I took her to one of my rap sessions. Decided to let her hear me speak. The more deeply to my poem she heard, the more the seat of her panties started to squeak. She started to call my name just to avert the attention her pussy started to seek. Now she sees why the, what I said, what I said. Now knowing the moment was reaching its peak. So she heard me at my voice form, taking only my phone to the mic as I perform, acknowledging wholeheartedly her love is something I won't ask to perform. Filled with a passion so strong, it's stronger than a fatal fireway between Mother Nature, Raiden, Sub-Zero, the motherfucking wind and storm. Understand as I spit, I kept her in my sights. And the only person I focused on, she sees burning up the mic tonight. Assuring her what I feel about her feels also right. So unlike every network in the North America, I refuse to be censored as I'm spitting with no condoms on my mic. In peace. Oh. Damn day. Our story starts out with Little Debbie. Nasty, slutty little trick. Don't nobody know how she got this way. Somebody said she used to be Rick James, bitch. She was the neighborhood whore. Everybody had some. Big Bird, Bonnie, Mr. Snuffleupagus, the Southern Dwarfs. Little Debbie would do it to anybody. She didn't care if you was Oriental, Latino, white, or black. She even tried to show little Michael Evans some good times, but y'all know little Michael Evans don't get down like that. Little Debbie was cute. One could understand the attraction. One day she went to McDonald's for lunch. Ronald seen that Coke bottle frame said, I want some of that action. So Ronald gave Debbie a free meal, and they sat down to discuss what they was going to do. Betty Crocker tried to intervene. She pulled Ronnie to the side and said, Ronald, I wouldn't mess with that one if I was you. Ronald got into his feelings and said, you sound like a damn fool. I'm a grown-ass clown. I do what the hell I want to do. Betty threw up her hand and said, cool, fine, Slim. It's all on you. T-G-I-F. The work week is through. Ronald met Debbie at the motel, sits at the corner of Clark and Fifth Avenue, and she put it on it. She did all the work. All Ronald had to do was lay on his back. I tell you, family, Ronald ain't never had nobody make his star burst like that. She put him to sleep. When he woke up, she was gone, dear friends, and all Ronald wanted is for Debbie to do that thing thing one more again. Ronald went to the grocery store looking for little Debbie, but there was no little Debbie to be found. He was looking everywhere, checking the top shelves, jumping up and down, getting kind of pissed off because he kind of don't know what to do. Turned the corner, saw Betty Crocker. Betty said, I told you. Ronald said, what you talking about? She said, man, she a freak. She got her own going flame with the Burger King. Ronald was like, what? She said, yep, and everybody knows because she told Dolly Madison, who told Victoria, who can't keep a secret. She told the Pep Boys, who told the Powerpuff Girls. Now, everybody's laughing at Ronald McDonald. Naturally, Ronald's feeling like a fool, the object of everybody's ridicule. And you can't blame Ronald. He's always working hard. Plus, he knew, knew little to nothing about the broad chief. And everybody knows McDonald's and Burger King got that ongoing beef. So Ronald cooked up a scheme to make Little Debbie strictly his. He figured all he had to do was to perform a hit, but he needed permission before he could do it. So Ronald went over to Sweet Daddy Williams' house, but Sweet Daddy was out of town, so he went to his old lady, Miss Maud. Maud gave him the nod, and now Ronald McDonald has formed himself a hit squad. 
First person he went to was Mr. Clean. Now, most folks don't know, but in the underworld, Mr. Clean is a powerful hit man known to do a top job, leaving the place thick and span. No DNA, no traces. But, of course, Mr. Clean's services came with a heavy cost. Plus, Ronald was saving up his change so he could go on vacation over in South Park. He went to Uncle Ben's with the scheme. Uncle Ben said, let me find out. But I can't roll. I told Aunt Mom I'd be home at 6.30 with some chicken wings from the Chinese carryout. He went to Captain Crunch with the scheme. Captain Crunch was like, really, though? If she all up on the king's nuts like that, let her ass go. Hang out with me. Party tonight at Papa John's. They got pizza, beer, weed, and plenty of cherry hoes. Come on, get yourself some. Ronald's getting a little frustrated now. He's saying to himself, where are all the real thug brothers? He looked up the street and saw Beavis and Butthead said, nah, not them two dumb motherfuckers. They be done shot each other. He even went to Mr. Cos with the scheme he was pushing. But Mr. Cos said, maybe later, right now, I just want to eat a big old bowl of the jello pudding. <laughs> Ronald's saying to himself, I can't get no decent help, so I'm going to have to rock this hit all by myself. But he didn't know where Burger King hung out at. He couldn't move, but so fast, he needed a reliable source. So once again, he found himself talking to Betty Crocker's gossiping ass. Betty said the word on the street is that Burger King, Little Debbie, Cream of Wheat Man, and Dairy Queen was going to a couple's party over at Wendy's. You want to go? You want to do your hit? That's where you can get them. Ronald said, well, thanks for making my job easy. Betty said, just remember one thing. I ain't one of the gossips. You ain't heard nothing from me. So Ronald cut into Deer Park to save himself a little bit of time, got to Wendy's house and peeped through the living room blinds and seen Dairy Queen butt naked on the couch. Cream of Wheat Man was trying to get some. After a closer look, he noticed Cream of Wheat Man on his knees eating like he was that red robin. Yum. But that's not who he came to see. He must be in the bedroom, G. So he cut through the Olive Garden and hid behind the tree where the apples be. And there they were, Burger King and Little Debbie doing the do. Ronald felt some kind of way watching Burger King run his king size snicker in and out of Little Debbie's juicy fruit. And motion kicked in. He aimed in and he started to shoot, unloading the whole damn clip. Unfortunately, Little Debbie and Burger King got hit. Y'all should know how the rest of the story goes, but now Ronald is doing 30 years to life. Unfortunately, his cellmate is Bronnie, and now Ronald McDonald is tasting the rainbow. I'm done. Brother Rob, peace, 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 peace. Chivalry, my friends, has died. Did I miss the service, the repast? On my life, I would have cried, or at least shed a tear or two. But what good would it do? Chivalry has been dead. The crime has been committed, committed like those days, way back when your man would have dared you to open a door. That was he, that's what he was there for. Those days when the women went to the market, men brought the bags in, when men took their position seriously because mentally they knew we needed them. Those were the days, right? It wasn't so long ago when the man had a woman at home while he made the bacon and his words were taken as gospel to his household. Behold, a new day. It has come, arrived, reared its ugliness into our lives. Yet here I am speaking on what I know to be true and of value to some of you. I take this moment to reflect because I regret my part in this foolishness. I started opening my own door more and more. I carried in my groceries when my fatherless children were too small to be of any help at all. When a man came along, I wanted him to see that I was strong, but I was wrong. I got this. Don't worry. Let me hurry. And Get this bacon. I make money, honey. Over here, it's sunny. No worries. Let there be no mistaking that this bacon gets paid for, cooked, cleaned up, all after by me. And to that degree, I am admittedly lonely because I am all I need. 
I open my own doors. I carry my own bags, dare myself to get mad because this is what I have chosen for myself. Independence breeds resilience in a way most women understand. I don't need a man. Let me not lie to you. I do. Because I am tired and this life is not meant to be lived alone. So says the songs, the scriptures and hymns that teach us to be subservient to our men. But women, we got this. I have moved myself into homes all alone. People notice and tell me that I am strong. Am I? Or am I doing what needs to be done? Because at this moment, I am a team of one searching for a mate. For now, I will wait till God brings me you. As if from the tomb of Lazarus, I evoke chivalry to rise again, find our men, and instill hope in our future, our families, our children, to our women. Don't be afraid, because there will come a day when you will realize that our men idolize the idea that they can become the hero to your team, help you build the dream all lovers want to live, learn to forgive, for we are all imperfect. And that, my friends, is beautiful. In peace. Me to freestyle. They wanted me to freestyle. That means being free of a style, but what style doesn't have its price? And my price, I paid it dearly. They wanted me to freestyle, but choreographing a kind of kind of con man, because I don't conceive in his concept of the Constitution inconveniently, no, we'll have to reconvene. And conveniently, I inconvenience him somehow, being concrete in my own cerebral surroundings, because I have cerebral palsy and broken and simple English, that means brain paralysis. But since we don't speak English and we drop our syllables and we hash out these symbols just so we're covered like insurance policies, because poor folk don't know what these poor folk need to mean, and poor folk just going to stay poor folk after all. That's the key to reaching the American dream and somehow choreographing a kind of kind of kind man because I don't conveniently conceive in his concept of the Constitution. Somehow I got to override this overpowering overlord. Somehow we're overlapping and somehow we cry, oh, my Lord, he's freestyling. He's freestyling off the top of the head, off the top of the head. But it's not what you think. It's not a sexual metaphor because despite what the world wants you to believe, some of us men, guess what? Newsflash, sex is not what we're here for. They wanted me to be free. Style. I'm not talking about Rockawayer, Gucci, Starter, Prada, Dolce & Gabbana. Everyone has their price, and I paid mine dearly. This was crafting a freestyle, in other words, being free of style saying, how are you in haiku, trying to say, I am somebody with an iambic pentameter. Take my temperature, and I am the temperament to which you cannot be temperamental to because if you tamper with evidence, then somehow you're guilty too, and there lies your fingerprints, and you'd love to erase them too, wouldn't you? They wanted me to freestyle. Choreographing a kind of kind of kind man because I don't conceive or contrive to his concept of the Constitution conveniently. I pull the needle off the record like a DJ, not a disc jockey, but a durable, somehow, jerk. A knee-jerk reaction to the reactions because all artists feed off of these days are thumbs up and reactions. No likes, no shares, but choreographing a kind of kind of kind man because I don't conveniently conceive and his concept of the Constitution conveniently will have to reconvene tomorrow. I feel like I'm a cursed titan, cursed to lift that world upon my shoulders. Someone come take this globe off of me. After all, this is about being free of style. And fitting into your style of American slavery just does not fit me. 
envy. Flow with me when rivers run deep and pray for the souls whose blood paved the streets. Hope that the hate never intersects where our destiny meets. When the sun sets, may we become one together with the sun. Never let that feeling of worthlessness dictate your true value. I find it uplifting yet tragic that the words I speak life into isn't for you, but to empower me. You see, the party of self-loathe had one guest, and now it's time for me to leave my seat from in front of the, this mirror and shatter it because my view is no longer from the ground floor, but the penthouse. It is for that reason that I realize time's a wasting, so just don't waste the moment. Remember to breathe, but more so to give thanks, because blessings don't last, and that includes you and me. So as we turn our backs on yesterday, we keep the past close by, no longer dwelling on today, but praying to see tomorrow, and that's that peace. Do you know what it is to have? Then have not. Do you know how it feels to be balling? Then be popped. Struggle is interesting. It teaches you humbleness, confidence, concentration, and organization. So many issues trying to make it to your goal. So many hurdles will make you explode. You have to reach down inside because you want to get it right. You have to reach way down inside and just fight, fight, fight. The struggle is very real, and I tell you no lie. The struggle is very real, and I don't know why. The struggle is real. I guess it makes you and molds you. Once you over overcome the struggle, it does not control you. Bumps and bruises you endured along the way. Experience and lessons make you who you are today. It's like climbing up a hill, and once you make it to the top, success and positive mindset just will not stop. You got in the race thinking you're going to win. You got in the race with all hands in. You endured the race, and something just didn't work. You didn't win the race. Now your feelings are hurt. I guess without struggle, it wouldn't be life. I guess without struggle, it wouldn't be right. Struggle teaches you patience. Struggle teaches you appreciation. Struggle teaches you respect so you can comprehend life's test. Struggle is a journey, and I'm thankful for this lesson. Struggle can be rough, and I'm thankful for the blessing. In closing, I don't know how you truly feel, but I must tell you that the struggle is real. 
You are tuned into three-time National Poetry Award-winning P.O.E.T. Radio, and you are enjoying Well Spoken. Um, my co-host, Elian, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Did you have any closing words, Queen? Um, thank you to everybody. Uh, first of all, thank you to all of the, uh, the features, uh, Divinity as well as Geronimo. Uh, thank you uh, for you guys coming in and sharing your craft with us and sharing sharing you with us and allowing for us to question you and badger you. We're extremely grateful and appreciative of that. Um, shout thank out to Titan in the background for – oh, I'm sorry, Divinity, you're still here? Oh, I thought I heard somebody responding. I'm Shout here. Out. Okay, thank you so much. We're so appreciative. We're so grateful. I didn't know if you were still with us. Thank you so much. We're so grateful and appreciative of it and what you bring to the platform and um, your patience with us and sticking it out with us. We're so grateful for that. Uh, shout out to Titan in the background for working the boards and uh, keeping us abreast of everything that's going on. And uh, just a uh, shout out to Wisdom Speaks. We lost our other co-host uh, who did a beautiful job, a wonderful job. And uh, shout out to all of the callers. You rock. Thank you so much for your patience. We're extremely grateful and appreciative of your being patient with us. Uh, we're still working some tweaks out with a uh, host and two co-hosts. Uh, sometimes we can get a bit jaw-jabby. We like to talk. We like to interact with one another. But we're so grateful that you stuck it out with us. And we're appreciative to those that spit in that fire round. It was amazing. Um, we're extremely grateful for that. Yes, and Divinity, did you have any last closing words, Queen? Um, I just want to thank you all for having me. It's been a great time. It feels just like an open mic set. <laughs> um, and uh, being on a hiatus for three years and coming back, uh, this feels great to for people to, to like my poetry and be inspired by it or whatever it did. I, I, I love it because it makes me know that I'm I'm living in my truth and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So thank you all for having me. I just want to say energy feels off energy. And when I heard you at Well Spoken Live event, I really felt your energy. And I'm like, yes, she has it. So um, I don't know about this year, but next year we're going to get you on Well Spoken Live as a feature. We actually booked for the rest of this year. Okay, well, that's a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we thank you so much for coming on our radio show and just being a part and supporting us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Titan, did you have any closing words, brother? I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody that tuned in. Special shout-out to our our president, CEO, Big Brother, everything under the sun. He's a man of many hats. But thank you to Black Ice for giving everybody the opportunity to speak their voices because it's so often we go silent around here just for, for you know, fear of ridicule and, you know, naysayers and whatnot. But I come to find that those naysayers actually empower me. They give me strength to do what I do that much more. So thank you to Black Ice. And then thank you to everybody that spit in that fire round, like, for real. And I have to yeah. admit, my verse in that fire round actually came as the show was going on. I'm listening to Divinity. I'm listening to Geronimo. And then all of a sudden, I got I got flow coming out of my fingers, and I'm like, I'm sitting here writing as I'm listening to everybody. So that was a result of uh, 
my verse in the fire round tonight, but thank y'all for the inspiration and um yeah, that that's what it is. And until we meet again, everybody, uh God bless. Again, thank you to the CEO and President Black Ice. Thank you so much. Love you, bro. Thank you to my co host, Alien. Donta, thank you to my last-minute feature, Geronimo, last second. Thank you, um, Divinity. I love you so much, Queen. Thank you, the poet. And just, go. you saying something, Queen? No, thank you. Oh, yes, yes. And thank you to God just for the, the just for the camaraderie, just for the love. Just thank you. And um, in ending, you know, I just want to say, in the words of our departed sister, Miss Conception, Peace and blessings to next month, y'all. Good night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.